landing strip in Houston, Texas. It's the 382nd edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Very much appreciate it. If you're watching us live, log into your YouTube account. That way I can see you in the show. Uh, you can chat along with us. Ask us questions, fact check, talk shit, whatever. <sighs> I'll see it right here on the old handy dandy smartphone, and I'll try to uh, you know involve you as best as I can in the show. If you're not watching this live, that's okay. You can still interact with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. And uh, try to even put over the Twitter anymore. I, I can't remember the last time you've I been talked. You've been on the U-Porn more than the Twitter anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. I mean, now I got an OnlyFans, so. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off with something that we normally don't do on this episode. We're going to put the Houston in Houston Wrestling Radio. Correct. So what emotions stir inside of you when I say the name Adrian Jones? <laughs> um, this is going to sound cheesy, but joy. Um, so Adrian Jones was the original uh, ring announcer and original commentator for Booker T's PWA, which then became ROW. Um, in my mind and in my memory, that's, that's a happy place for me. Um, that the the community there of uh, of the PWA fans that has basically been the, the <laughs> my fucking social circle ever since then over ten years ago. We call that's, it family. That that's where I met this motherfucker right here. And Aaron. And Aaron. And Scott. Travis. Travis. Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's the kid that's now wrestling that we met up at there? Oh, uh, which uh, which one? Who are you talking about? Sean. Are you talking about Steve-O? Steve-O. 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 Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, all the wrestlers out there, you know, Luis. Dirty and Slim. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, fucking Kelly Kevin, you know. Um, Who's you the know, geek Ryan? that always chanted at Test of Strength? Every family has one of those guys. Oh, I forgot that kid's name. Uh, but uh, I, I remember his friend. His friend is Shane. Shane's yeah, now Shane. a professor at Lone Star uh Lone Star College. So, yeah, yeah like this is... It was a eclectic little bunch. Yeah, right? man. I mean, we're, we're going back, you know, 10, 15 years here, right? And like I said, in my mind, that is my happy place. Right now, as far as, you know, ROW goes, we're not really involved. We don't really go to the shows anymore, whatever, right? So there was a falling out. Now, I'm not saying it was a falling out as, uh, oh, man, fuck those guys. It was a falling out like we just grew apart. But when I go back... It's their and, fault. They fucking went moved. They grew apart too far. They fucking mauled the mainland. Ouch. Well, I that's mean, fair. that's a different argument for a different day, right? Yeah. When, when you say the name Adrian Jones, in my mind, I'm transported back, you know? In my mind, it's like, oh, man. He was the guy that was basically the MC of the party there. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, it, 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 when when me and you were going, we were VIPs. We had our fucking we seat. had our front row verified seats Everyone, every month. Me, my mom, my dad, <laughs> and, and David, David, and uh, then you with whoever else you want to bring. Whoever chick, in. yeah, and whatever when chick, or sometimes your your uh, nephew, yeah, your my nephew. nephew. And your seats were right. And next it to was mine. a certain point that at the time when I got married and I moved to Cyprus, I fucking still went to those goddamn shows from Cyprus, from Cyprus, all the way to Diana. Yeah, at the uh, no, it was Pasadena Convention Center, and then it went to Diana Lane. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh Pasadena man. Oh, that was literally the fabric of of our lives for a while. You know, and I, I, I hope that when I die, 
I don't have people making up bullshit about me, right? Oh, he was, you know, the best guy, lit up a room, this and that, and just like saying nice things about me because I'm dead, right? I'd rather people say true things about me and have my life live up to those nice things that people may say about me when I'm dead. You know, I don't want people saying, You're an asshole, man. My favorite asshole. (laughs) You know what I mean, right? And I, I know. And I don't want to do that for anybody else. Mm-hmm. So when I sit here and I tell you Adrian was the nicest fucking guy. Adrian was the nicest yeah. fucking guy. I'm not just saying that because he's passed and he's dead. And it's like, oh, you got to say nice things about the dead. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm doing here. He really is the nicest dude. So, again, going back. Back Early days of HWR, Houston Wrestling Radio. We're oh, talking man. about 2012, right? Yeah. Back 13. when, yeah, because I was there, so it was had to be at least 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I had grand illusions, thinking that Houston Wrestling Radio was really going to be a lot about Houston wrestling, mm-hmm. before we were like, okay, let's let's move away from the Houston stuff and just kind of go more towards, you know, just talking about WWE and TNA at the time and all yeah. that stuff. Before that. We would always bring on and interview and talk to and talk about mostly from uh, PWA, mostly PWA ROW, yeah. and Adrian was one of our first uh, interviews that we had way back in the early days, and I think we had him before we had yeah, you on, right? That was before, yeah, back when it was just me and Travis. Um, again, Adrian, the nicest guy, right? Um, and it's it's. A shame that he's gone because he's young, man. Like, yeah. I don't know exactly how old he is, uh, but I would assume he's like in his forties or his fifties, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's, he was always very gracious, very nice, always very willing to help put over the promotion, uh, willing to just be the face of the company without being performance talent, without being a worker, right? And that's what you need to be when you're the announcer, whether ring or commentary. You know, and he was also the the right hand man of Booker T. Some people didn't know that, right? Mm-hmm. Booker T was a, a, a you know the owner of the company. Adrian was the one that was just taking the reins off of him and taking shit off of his plate and helping. Because at the time, out. Booker T was still actively wrestling on a weekly basis on WWE television. And so no he wasn't TNA. There all the time. Oh, and TNA. Yeah, TNA. that's right. TNA. Yeah, yeah. So, so he wasn't there all the time. You know, well, I think some of it was. I can think that was the transition when he went from WWE to TNA or some mm-hmm. shit like that. But, I mean, Adrian was the guy that was really, you know, taking care of all of it. And he was always willing to do whatever it took, right? And that includes talking to some idiot fan like me who was just someone who would sit in front row and heckle and be like, oh, man, you got a podcast? Okay, cool. I'll come on there. Where do y'all you record know? it at? Yeah, Travis's <laughs> dining room. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's cool. That's cool. I'll meet y'all yeah. out there. Showed up yeah. early. Talked to us. No different than when we would go watch a show. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes before the show started, he'd come out, talk to everybody. Yeah. See how we were doing. Yeah. Filling us in on what was going to go down. Oh, man. So I, you that currently does announcing in like 18 oh, different promotions, fuck. he probably you, got a couple of blueprints for you. You stole my fucking thunder because that was the next thing I was going to say. Um, as somebody who is now currently a ring announcer, again, I don't want to lie. Right. I want to tell the truth. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, he inspired me to be, be a ring announcer. No, he didn't. But he was a damn good ring announcer. So when I started ring announcing, some of my 
aspirations is I want to kind of be like him. Now, I don't want to say that I mold my style after him because his style is a little bit different than mine. I am try I try to be high energy and when I do the 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 ring announcing, I put a lot of like almost metal screamy into it whereas he does a little bit more like deep bassy into it right but he also keeps it short i elongate my vowels he doesn't right um but and the mc part i try to be hype 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 pump up the crowd hype 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 he was like all right guys that was pretty cool yeah well, you like that cool let's go on to the next one like he was chill about it but that's what made him lovable and likable he was relatable right mm -hmm. but i say all that to say this this weekend, this past weekend, I was ring announcing at UPW. My first time ring announcing for UPW. Your boy took over the spot uh, for Chevy, who got promoted to commissioner. All right. So your biggest house to date that you've worked in front of. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So far. That was a nice house. Right. So your boy's got that spot. Right. This literally happened. All right. Uh, guy running the promotion said, hey. We got some koozies. We got some keychains. Take these into the ring with you. Throw them out to the crowd. Try to, you know, get the crowd involved. Uh, hype them up a little bit. I had never done that before. But you know what was the first fucking thing that popped in my head? Yo, Adrian. Do you remember? Walking Texas Ranger. You throw out their shirts and their koozies. <laughs> I remember back... <laughs> Back to Adrian, back to PWA, because they didn't do that initially. Yeah. And then they started doing it. And I remember that thinking as a fan that that's out of Adrian's comfort zone because Adrian tried to be casual, but welcoming and warm. But then he had this shit that he was trying to like throw out and hype the crowd. And like everybody loves free shit. So like, oh, my God, throw it to me, throw it to me. But like you could tell Adrian was like, well, whatever, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it. And then they had the, the, the roller wink. Roller rink girls and then the Hooter girls, that depending on what show yeah. it was, come in and they were hyping it up. You could tell that wasn't his thing. And then when I when when I went in there, because all this was my internal monologue, right? When I went in there, I was like, "Oh man, I remember when 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 ROW and PWA did this. I remember that." And you know, I sitting there as a fan could see through the ring announcer, you know, having to do it and trying to hype up. So I remember thinking, "Man, I love I love Adrian." But you know what? Now I kind of understand the position he is because I didn't want to be that guy either because I felt like, man, that's just a cheap, and not cheap heat, the opposite of cheap heat. I guess a cheap pop, throw out fucking free shit, right? So I, I'm like, man, I don't want to be that guy. But I'm also trying to be babyface, new ring announcer, trying to get over with the, you know, whatever. And the promoter asked me, do this. So I got to do it. So in that moment, I was in my brain like, God, I know what Adrian feels like. And this this was this past weekend. Adrian passed away today. So I was literally thinking about this dude while ring announcing about my time experience watching him ring announce a decade ago. Right? Um, so man, it it's been hitting me kind of hard, you know? Uh I, and I've only learned about this news about a, an hour or two hours ago, whatever it was, you know. Uh so I haven't had all that much time to process it, but the raw emotion of it is that. Like, damn, that really sucks. He was a great fucking dude. And um I hope that even though I have a completely different style, I hope that I could be as loved and respected as he is in the Houston wrestling community, right? 
as somebody who's not a fucking worker. Somebody that, oh, he's never taken a bump, brother. Yeah, I've never taken a bump, right? But people loved and respected him. And I hope people love and respect me the same way, you know? Since I'm a bit detached from the Houston part of Houston Wrestling Radio, in a sense, it hit me just the same because the times that we really got to know him were the times that it was away from the ring, recording, around Travis, in the kitchen. (laughs) And 99% sure that I'm never going to ring an ounce anywhere with with his mouth. But hanging around guys like him always reminded me that I could be a better person. Yeah. Because that's how good he was. You know, easy to hang around with, laid back. He never, the part that I, that I gravitated to where I think people like him so much is because I don't think I've heard him say anything negative towards anyone. He would always say mm. the positive out of people instead yeah. of, we always have people, it's wrestling. Everybody hates somebody. Everybody's and when you put a camera or a microphone in front of somebody, it's easy for them to be like, yo, this motherfucker ain't him. No, he would never, I never heard him talk smack about anyone in the business. You know, so yeah. if he's like that with people he works with, he has to be the same way with people yeah. in his life, you know, and just, dang. I, <laughs> when I die, sooner, prouder than later, more likely than later, with people, the way you're living, <laughs> people are going to have a lot of shit to say about me that is well deserved. <laughs> but Chris, le- you're an asshole. But you're my favorite asshole. Oh. But if I had as many if I were received as many compliments as Adrian's probably getting right now, even before his passing, I'd be better for it. You know, you know, I I co-sign on all that. I hear you. Um, I just want to expand with one other story, an Adrian story that I got. WrestleMania 25. Right. Right here. Right here. In Houston, Texas. In Houston, Texas. Um, Me and. uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my ex, um, we were uh, trying to, and I think it was it David that was with us. I think it was our friend David that yeah. was with us too. Because the, the the four of us on and off were together almost that entire weekend. Okay, she dropped us off at Hall of Fame, and the three of us were all like suit and tie. That's right. So the in in some sense, the four of us were together that weekend. So the next day, WrestleMania day, it was me, her, and David. Because you had your own tickets, yeah, right? I had my tickets yeah. with my ex-wife. So it was me, my ex-girlfriend, and uh, one of one of our uh, best friends. We we were together. And we... <laughs> it was at uh, NRG, back then, mm-hmm. Reliant, right? Um, we were, like, trying to find parking, whatever. Parking was a nightmare. And then we're like, you know what? We need to stop at a, at a gas station real quick because we want to get something to drink. And Tracy, my ex, she had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a gas station that's uh, the opposite direction of the freeway. So mm-hmm. not not on, on 610 because there's a few gas stations on 610 by where NRG Stadium is. No, it was a little bit further in, inside the loop. That's kind of behind NRG, right? We ro- rolled up, pulled in there, got out, run into the gas station. Well, guess who happens to be at the fucking gas station? Steve Austin. No. Ah. If 
fucking Adrian, Adrian oh, Jones. Yeah, I see that. And I was like, hey, and he's like, hey, and we're like, yeah, what's going on? We start chit chatting, right? Uh, I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh man, I needed to pick up some stuff for Booker. He needed some snacks and he needed some drinks. So I was like, so you go to the gas station? <laughs> this motherfucker was on WrestleMania. There's a Fiesta and a Kroger around NRG. Yeah. On WrestleMania weekend, this motherfucker, the hustle of this guy. Again, he was Booker T's right-hand man. This wasn't an ROW event. This was WrestleMania, right? So I'm sure Booker was back there somewhere doing something, right? <laughs> and he... And it, and Booker sent Adrian to go get snacks and, and fucking drinks and shit. And this motherfucker is at the gas station picking up all this stuff. It's like, dude, the hustle on this guy. And you know what? He was doing it with a smile. With a smile. He was happy to help. Happy to serve. Um, so, I mean, that, that was something that all, a story that always stuck out to me. The hustle and how much he was willing to give up and willing to give to wrestling and to Booker and to, you know, everything. Right. So that's that's something that uh, always stuck out in my brain. That little interaction, which, um, you know, he could have he could have just been like, oh, there's that dude that I recognize. Now he's the other way around. No, man, he saw me, he came up to me. What's up, brother? You know, um, so that was really cool, man. That just kind of shows the character. One, the fact that he was real willing to come up to us to say hi. And two, the fact that he's hustling and doing all this stuff, WrestleMania, when his boss works at WrestleMania, but he works for his boss's company and not necessarily his boss's company, mm-hmm. if you know what you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, man, that's just who he was, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, Adrian's a good dude. I really wish that he was more than just an acquaintance for me, right? Because, um, you know, you get people that come into your life that you could say they're an acquaintance, but you kind of wish that they were a little more, right? I wish that I was closer with Adrian than what I was, right? It's just the, our lives past just intersected, but they never ran together, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's just how how I was with him. Um, Portia, uh, she's in the live chat. Uh, Portia says this, I should have spent more time with him. He welcomed me as the lone woman intern at PWA. Uh, he was, uh, integral with my relationship with pro wrestling. Yeah, there was a, uh, a program, uh, an internship program at PWA. Uh, I almost joined. I didn't, uh, to this day, I kind of kicked myself in the butt for saying to not join, but, uh, Portia did. And she was the only woman <laughs> now. Adrian was Booker's right-hand man. At some point, I don't really know what happened. Adrian wound up leaving ROW. And I, I really don't know what went down. But the person that kind of stepped up as the right hand, well, there was two people. It was Kevin Bernhardt, Kelly Kevin, right? And Portia, who's not my roommate, right? So, yeah, this is a – he kind of paid the way for her, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. to for, She, for years, was, you know – the right hand person there at uh, ROW, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of uh, sadness uh, that that comes out of this uh, out of this passing. But again, like I said, he's a great guy, and you know what? Uh, we're definitely. I, I'm going to say it here. Uh, we're going to dedicate this show to Adrian. So this one's for you, man. Um, oh man, are you sure? We can have better ones coming up. Better shows? Yeah. I thought you were saying... You don't want to... This is like a SmackDown taping. We got a pay-per-view in a couple weeks. We didn't give them like a quality show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just us talking about... uh, (laughs) 
dissecting pro wrestling and talking shit about pro wrestling. You had just said that he never said anything bad about people. So we, we're going to dedicate this I, show. I am obviously not like him. Obviously. Uh, we're going to dedicate this show to Adrian and not say anything bad. All right. Good night, everyone. We're done. <laughs> That's the best we can do. That's Eiffel Tower. <laughs> But no, man. Uh, so yeah, that's that, man. I, I've already gone on for longer than we probably should, you know. But yeah. <sighs> so unless you got anything else to cap it off with, man, you're good. That's All right. it. All right. So we're gonna try our best to transition. Yes. Into something more positive. Yes. So I'm gonna skip the releases category that we have on the. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna put you on the spot. What I do? Tell the audience. What shows you watched? Oh, okay. So I watched half of Raw. Uh, I think I watched all of SmackDown, but I could have dozed off. I did not watch NXT, and I think I watched the very first bit of AEW this past week. And I didn't watch AEW at all. That was on the weekend, the the Saturday show. So pretty much I haven't really watched a whole lot. This is the show you want to dedicate to Me, dude. No wonder nobody else showed up. <laughs> I'll help you out. Yeah. Match of the week candidate. Jimmy Uso and Dolph Ziggler from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it in the middle of the show. Yeah, is but that it good? wound up being really good. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Um I didn't see it. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy for the AW title on Saturday. I heard it was really good. Main eventing dynamite. I didn't see it. <laughs> Jungle Boy got over in front of that audience. Yeah. Oh man, just wait. Oh, just oh. Arnold's in the Arnold's in a good spot right now. The time to be watching Dynamite is now. Full live audiences. Now they're gonna be in actual little arenas. And it's not a negative. They're in small arenas, seven thousand, eight thousand people, six thousand mm-hmm. people, but it's compact. So you hear every single person in there when they react, whether it's something that they don't like or it's something that they really love. And that Jungle Boy theme song, yeah. Yeah. And then him in the ring, dude, he was fucking good. Um Tuesday. Swerve and Bronson. We yeah. have a new North American champion. I heard. I'm so disappointed. Yeah? Not so much in Swerve. I am so optimistic for to see what Hit Row is going to do. I am digging Hit Row. Okay. Yeah. I am digging him a lot. But. But. This goes back to my conversation when we did Push Keep Fire last week. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten when somebody loses a belt in NXT, it's not for a rivalry. It's because they're going up to the main roster. Mm. And Bronson's already had a couple of um, tryouts on main event or whatever in front of Vince McMahon. Like Vince doesn't realize he's had this third brand this entire time and he can turn on a clicker and watch it. Or show up to the performance center and watch them. I'm very pessimistic on what they're going to do with Dick Boy, but man. Well, I'm not as pessimistic. Here's, Here's why. Prove me wrong. All right. Go for it. It seems to me that the rule did the, did the fly fucking land in your yeah. There's the quando. I'm gonna still drink apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've done it before. Yeah. All right. Um, sorry. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I could be off on this, but help me out if I'm off. 
my working theory right now is that you got it. I got, I got both of them. Oh, okay, cool. There's more. Yeah, all these neighbors nuts. downstairs, man. All this shit's creeping up. Yep. All right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I have this theory in my head that um, the shorter time span that you have in NXT, the more successful you wind up being on the main roster and vice versa. Like, if you are successful and you are over in NXT, when you get called up, you get ruined. For example, let's look at Elias. Elias was eh, okay in NXT. He wasn't that over. He got to the main roster. Oh, my God. Conversely, Aleister Black. Aleister Black was great in NXT. Everybody fucking loved him. They thought he was amazing. He went up to the main roster and eh, we all know what happened with him. Andrade. Andrade was kind of in the middle there, right? So he, he was there for a little bit of time. Then he became world champ. In a really good match that impressed a lot of people, but then he kind of quickly went to the main roster. It's like, whoa, okay. And so he's kind of like the in-between, right? And when he was on the main roster, he was kind of in-between. He had a nice little run here and there. They didn't take too much shine away from him. It was really stupid when they dropped the Cien Almas part, but he was able to overcome that. So he, his stock just kind of stayed baseline, right? But in the end? In the end, he's gone. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um. Now... Conversely there, Kevin Owens had a really good run in, in NXT, then transitioned into WWE. He's had a really long longevity, a long run on the main roster. But he Kevin Owens been... is an exception to the rule because okay. the Ring of Honor so guys... So you agree it's a rule then? The ring, no, the Ring of Honor guys are going to flourish. They're going to find a way to flourish. Kevin Owens, uh, Seth Rollins, Here's Daniel one. Bryan, I got CM another... Punk, whether, it's, whether they've been through NXT or not. I got another example for you. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin wasn't very over in, in uh, NXT. In fact, uh, he, he was getting over, but he never accomplished anything. But he's way bigger in, in, in main roster WWE than he was there. It Bronson seems, Reed's got titles. He's a, he's accomplished. He's got a championship under his belt, even but, though it didn't last long. But his his reign and how much he's over has been a little bit less. Like He hasn't reached that peak, so if you throw him on the main roster, I bet he's going to blow up. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of the opposite. I, that, that's uh, I, Keith Lee. Keith Lee is hot fucking shit in NXT. Oh my god, he's the best thing ever. I can't wait. And then he shows up. What's he done on the main roster? I don't even think he's there no more. Diddly squat. So I think uh, I think it's opposite. So if you're really high up in NXT, you go to the main roster. You're if the other way around. Yeah. If you're kind of in the middle, you wind up staying in the middle. Yeah, but if you stay in the middle, how long do you end up there? I don't know. How long are you there? Mm-hmm. Aaron, what's up, Aaron? Thank you for joining. He says... Uh, oh, uh, damn! He says uh, RIP Adrian. We're going old school yeah. tonight. And uh, he says uh, Keith Lee is uh, better than Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Of course. I, I hope you didn't just join, uh, Aaron. We, we we did the whole first 25 minutes talking about Adrian. So, uh, MJF Sammy Guevara. Now I you, did see this because you, saw you half. because you force fed it to me. You, as we were sitting here, you were setting up the the computer to do recording. You pulled out your phone and said, "Here, watch this." So I watched it, and I liked it. I like what I saw. It was the last half. You need to go back home and watch it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's on your DVR. Go back there. You know what? Last night's dynamite was really good. Omega had a promo in the ring where. Um, Omega had a promo in the ring 
he has no challengers left. Out comes the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. And then Omega's like, y'all can't last with me. And then Evil Uno's like, oh, we didn't say us. Ensuing that it's Hangman. Hangman. And he, and he was dropping hints the about man. people that they know. Yeah. And um, it, it, it actually, Omega actually looked good in there. He looked threatening in there. Another match of the week candidate, Miro and fucking Brian Pillman Jr. Mm-hmm. Damn, Brian looked good. Got his ass whoop. I remember watching uh, the the chick with the varsity blondes, Julia Hart. Julia versus fuck. Was it Bert Britt Baker? It Who did she fought? Uh, it wasn't Saturday, and it wasn't. Oh, Wednesday. she fought Penelope Ford. Was that on Dark? That was, no, that was Saturday. That was Saturday. That was Saturday. Okay, I watched that. That was good. Um, they file from all intents and purposes. I think they ditched the whole best man gimmick, so he's not the best man anymore. He actually has new music, which makes it it it's comparable to his like theme in WWE that made him like the menacing Bulgarian brute or whatever. Okay, and he's being booked that way, and it's coming across really good. I'm I'm I I dare say right now Miro is the best champ in AEW. Oh. Okay. The presentation, the what what he's being presented as is is matching what he's giving us in the ring. Omega, he's a little bit scatterbrained sometimes as far as his humor and his pro- and his actions and stuff. Um, Dynamite was freaking good, man, and it's and it was the last one in Jacksonville in front of an audience. Um, I know New Japan's been on the road for a couple of months since COVID started, but they're in a their situation for the most part has been a lot more manageable than the United States is, mm-hmm. has been. You know, there's still some states that are still being conservative about it. They have every right to. It's their choice. But um, for the most part, the, um, wrestling's coming back out on the road. Fans are dying for it. Fans are ready for it. And we're about to go over some of it right now. Okay. MLW. Old ECW Arena. Sold out. Nice. Uh, Battle Riot 3. How, how many... Uh, what's the capacity there? I want to say it's at least two, 1,500. Really? That much? Yeah. 1,500? Well, you, you know, they don't have elaborate entrances there. So yeah. it's, so they yeah. have plenty of room to pack pack people. I think it's about 1,200, 1,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davey Richards against TJP. Yeah. That's probably going to... That could possibly steal everybody's thunder. Yeah. That, there's a that lot of thunder on That sounds like that could be a... Yeah. Um... Richard Holiday, if you haven't been watching, um, Richard Holiday has been cons- he. So I forget what the club was, um, but it was MJF, Richard Holiday, and uh, Hammerstone, Hammerstone, and MJF was the ringleader there. And if you were watching AEW, going, "Whoa, this MJF kid is pretty good." I yeah, think we lost the feed. It's still going. It's still it's reconnecting. Um, yeah, it, no, it's gone. Well, gone. we're still recording. Okay, here. okay. Um, if you were wondering, wow, MJF is good. He's new? Nah, he's been doing this in MLW for a minute. Um, but Richard Holiday was the number two in that group. Mm-hmm. And he's picking up the torch that MJF left behind. And he's been running with it for a while. Mm. Um, he's going to be wrestling King Muertes. <laughs> so that's Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes for the Alter Ego. Yeah, well, yeah, his, name, his uh, MLW name. Yeah. Uh, they'll be wrestling for the Caribbean world title, so that's gonna be oh, that's gonna be ridiculous. The Caribbean, 
world yeah. title. There's a Caribbean world title. Yeah, Savio Vega brought it over, uh-huh. lost it to Holiday, and now Holiday's defending it on, on Is tele- Holiday on Caribbean? Hell no. Like, what is he? You say you say Holiday, and I think a British guy, like a no. burly British dude. No. No? No, I think he's a white guy. Just a white guy? Yeah. Just a regular old white guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 40 man over the 40 man battle royal pinfall submission or thrown over the top rope the winner gets a title shot whenever they want within the next year the names keep com- uh, are consistently being added and taken off because of covid stuff so i didn't even bother writing down the list um but that's mlw and they're gonna be in front of a live audience i'm if if it's available on the internet whether it's Pay or no pay, I will find a way to watch this. Yeah, especially for fucking Davy Richards and TJP. That's gonna be a that's fucking banger. Like that's cool. That's gonna be a banger. And now I had to wonder because, like, is, is this Davy Richards' first match from being gone for forever? He got drafted because um, they've been having like rounds of this draft, uh-huh. and um, in like round four or round three, Davy Richards got picked up. Yeah, there you go. So MLW is out of the way. <laughs> um, NXT, Great American Bash. They haven't announced this as being a two-week thing, so so far this is only one week. All right. This bitch is loaded, man. Yeah? Adam Cole, baby. Riley, two. Yes. Number. Uh, nine. What's keeping you? Maybe it's not a... I don't... I don't know what's keeping me, to be honest. Maybe <laughs> it's that I haven't been watching the, the weekly product, mm. right? Or, or I'm just, like, not, not paying attention. Uh, or maybe it's that I, I'm going to have a lower expectation of what I think it could be that way. Uh, I'm overwhelmed instead of underwhelmed. Mm. Or I'm, sufficiently whelmed. I don't know. I'm at an eight... What's I keeping wish I you? could be higher. The last match left a pretty bad taste in my mouth. Okay. Because it, it dragged too long. It was 48 minutes or something uh-huh. like that. And uh, and the first match in the rivalry was a no-holds-barred pinball fist where they were bouncing all over the entire fucking building. I just... Uh, regular wrestling match, I hopefully that it, it narrows it down. But... But NXT has had its own issues lately of like, oh, every match somebody has to fall on the ramp. Every match somebody has to hit the plexiglass. Every match has to go outside. It's just like, God damn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I'm becoming jaded as a, as a wrestling fan. But You jaded? Oh. Yeah. But it's like there's, it's a lot of the same shit in every match. Yeah. So I'm at an eight. I wish it could be higher. But maybe I'm on the same boat as you are that maybe I'm lowering the 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 – the grade a little bit so that I'll be um, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So I got Cole winning this actually. Who won the first one? O'Reilly. Sure, Cole. Yeah. MSK mm-hmm. against Old Man Champa and Toothless Timmy for the tag titles. Um, I think I'm rating this higher than what I should uh, as far as my anticipation level. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8. Um, yeah. Um, because I just love me some Champa, And, um, again, I think this is an optimistic 8. Um, I'm being overly generous with this one because while I do like Toothless Timmy and I like 
to see them two together, I don't want them to be a thing because I want to see Ciampa and Toothless Timmy do their own thing as singles wrestlers. And I'll be a little disappointed if they actually win because that means that they're going to have a tag run. And I don't want them to have a tag run. And I also don't want MSK to lose. So I think MSK is winning. So uh, I have I have a lot of problems with the, the outcomes, the possible outcomes of this match. But... Uh, I think the match is going to be good, and I want to see it, and I'm interested, so I'm putting it higher than what I should be. I think I should be putting this at like a 6, but just on paper, I think the match is going to be pretty, so I'm putting it at an 8. The Styles Clash is interesting. The two guys in MSK that bounce around, and the two guys in uh, Thatcher and Champa uh, that are catch-as-catch-cam, brawl, fist-in-your-mouth type of teams. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm at a seven though, <laughs> and part of it is because I'm surprised at the lack of pop MSK's been getting lately. Mm. Like, they just showed up and they already won the tag the tag titles and they're already in the finals of the fucking mix uh, the, mm. the Dusty Cup and all that. I was like, all right, I guess. I think they have. I think what they have working against them is. That they were really good and really over in impact, but I don't know if there's actually that strong of a crossover on that Venn diagram between impact fans and NXT fans. Like there's there's some in that Venn diagram, but it's not enough. They to- want Arnold, and he's not an impact fan at all. Yes, you're right, but I, I I don't think that that's the the rule. I think that's the exception. The other thing that's working against them is the people that do like MSK from Impact. Again, I think they they wound up not getting the best guy of the Rascals. The best guy of the Rascals is Trey. still yeah. Trey, and he's still over there. You know, they got the the I one and the ugly one. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the ugly one? Um, Who's winning? I I hope it's MSK because I don't want to see them lose the titles and I don't want to see Ciampa and 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 Timmy have a run as tag titles. I want them to to split off and go back doing their singles thing. So it it should be MSK. Vince is itching for new talent on the roster. He let go of a bunch of motherfuckers in the last couple weeks. Is it possible that MSK could fit in either of the main rosters right now? Maybe. I mean, who's I on mean, SmackDown? Dirty Dogs, yeah. Mysterios, Street Profits, one of them's out. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mont- Montez is out Montez with the shoulder. Montez is out, yeah. yeah. Los Mysterios, did I already say them? Yes, you did. Uh, Gable and Otis. Uh, That's already been done. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess I could breathe could, life into... You could pair Nakamura and Boogs, maybe? Boogs. But who else? Uh, who else is there? Oh, the New Day aren't. I mean, the Usos aren't teaming because they're in the Roman yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And on Raw, who's on Raw? New Day. And they're split. Not they're not splitting up, but Kofi's going for a title. Um. Uh, damn, who are the Raw tag champs right now? <laughs> I don't. That's I don't even question. know. I don't know either. Somebody in the live chat help, help us out. Who the fuck are the Raw Tech Champs right now? Speaking of which, The Way, Candice uh, LeRae, Indy Hartwell, against 
Shirai and Stark, a team no one had picked. Mm-hmm. Neither one of you. I had said all of them, but that doesn't count because that's yeah. a yeah, that's a wash. Yeah, where are you at? I don't really like Stark and and being paired up with Shirai. That's taking Shirai down a notch. I I'm, no, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, for this match, I'm at a four. Ouch. Yeah, and I think most of that is because I just don't like the team of Shirai and Stark. Same thing with Shirai, as though with with Champa and and, and uh, Thatcher, I don't want Shirai to be. Um, I don't want Shirai to be a, a, a tag wrestler, right? I I want to see her singles. So yeah, her doing tag stuff. That's not that's not my bag, man. So I don't really want to see her win. <laughs> So that just gives me, you know, not very many options when it comes to, to who to root for. I'm at a six. Okay. And most of that, oddly enough, is the way. Mostly oh. Hartwell. AJ and Almost are the Raw Tag Champs. No wonder nobody gives a shit. Um, I'm, I'm digging whatever's going on with the way, even though it doesn't. It's Yeah. It's weird. It's not your typical blueprint of professional wrestling, but maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. Mm. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I could be honest. This is probably a match that I'll probably fast forward. Okay. If I get a chance to watch it. Okay. Um, as a team, I don't think that EO and Zoe are the team to drop it to. So okay. I've got the way winning. Okay. How about you? Yeah, the way it's winning this. I, I don't I don't want Stark and, and EO to be a team and I don't think that they're gonna stay together. I think Champa and and uh Thatcher have a bigger chance of winning because I think that they are less less thrown together, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. The main event already? To the moon. Okay. Rematch L A Night against Cameron Grimes. All right. Cameron wins. He gets the million dollar title. Yeah. If Eli Drake wins, Grimey becomes Virgil. (laughs) The butler for an inordinate amount of time. They never didn't put a a shot clock on this. It'll be for the immediate future. Oh, God. Oh, number. I am at an 11. Oh, damn. God damn. I want, oh, I, I want to see what happens here. And here's, here's why. Again, our anticipation level is how well they built this and, and what's my fervor to watch the match. This being built was built great. I said that I wanted Cameron to win the ladder match, right? Mm. But you said, nah, let Cameron chase. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, you were right. I like the chase. I like the tease. It's cool. It's working. L.A. Knight has done a great fucking job on being a, a, the billion-dollar champ, turning on Ted DiBiase. That's, it, it's been gold. Gold, Jerry. Gold. It's been gold. Um, so this, this match... I have the opposite problem as I did the other two matches. The other two matches, I think I know who's going to win. I know who I want to win. I don't want anybody else to to actually, you know, take the take the win. 
but I don't know who's actually going to win this. I honestly don't know. I I I hope that I have a good guess. I hope it's going to be Cameron because I don't necessarily want Cameron to be the, the Virgil Butler because I think the Virgil Butler could be cringy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that could totally happen. And I think it'll be okay if that totally happens because uh, I think LA Knight and Cameron Grimes could have the comedic timing to not make it cringy and pull it off. Um, so I don't know who's winning this and I think I'm going to be entertained either way. I think the match itself is going to be entertaining. And oh, the other thing too, I would also be surprised if Cam or if Cameron won it because how many times has the million dollar title actually changed hands? Not very many. Yeah. Like Virgil won it from million dollar man yeah. and then fucking Stone Cold was christened with it. And then Ted DiBiase Jr. was christened with it. So I think there's only been one time that title has actually changed hands. So for somebody to win it and then weeks later lose it, that'd be a huge fucking shock. But I want that shock to happen. But I understand if it doesn't. And I think if it doesn't, it's still going to be entertaining. So holy shit. I, I, I'm – yes, I'm at 11. I've got five bucks that says we're getting Virgil in this. Yeah, you think like, so? Like Virgil's actually going to be there. Oh, like actual Virgil's yeah, on the like show? Yeah, like actual Virgil's on the he's, show. He's we gonna, got Ted already. I mean, he's going to earn his fuck money. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another. <sighs> oh, ten. I'm not sure if I can go that full 11, but 10's a 10. They have not done anything wrong at this storyline, and that's me saying it knowing that I've kind of guessed the right guesses so far. Yeah. To the point that I'm not guessing no more. I'm gonna just sit back with a beer and enjoy that shit. All right. So that I'm 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 good either way. Okay. Because either outcome that happens, we're gonna get more. Yeah. And I want more of Grimy. I want more of Knight. And I want more of that belt. See, Grimy has been here entering into this storyline, right? L.A. was here. Even though I really fucking like Eli Drake from from other stuff, but he was here. But I felt like they really elevated L.A. Knight with that swerve of him actually winning it, yeah. right? That upset of him winning it. And we're it. aware and, of how good Cameron Grimes was before Eli showed true. up. True. Yeah. And with L.A. stabbing uh, Teddy in the back, I think that now I see them both on, on the same footing. I see them both on the same footing. And that's really good considering how much time this has been. It's only been a couple of months. And now I'm all about L.A. Knight. Right now, yeah. the title feud that I that I am looking forward to the most is not, doesn't have the letters NXT on the belt at all. It's, yeah. It's this one. Yeah. It's this Million one. dollar belt. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, four matches so far. They might add something else. What is your overall view for possibly the only night this year of Great American Bash from NXT? Eight. I'm I'm there too. I, I could I could miss everything else except for that yeah. that match, the LA Knight Cameron Grimes match. The Hector Special. Uh, it's happening over two nights. This guy. Main event, well, so far, they haven't announced a lot of matches yet because they're struggling, again, through a bunch of stuff. Uh, El Desperado against Taichi Ishimori mm-hmm. for the junior heavyweight title. Okay. <sighs> Taichi and Zack Seba Jr. against Naito and Sonata for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. I think that's happening the second night. Okay. Uh, more matches are going to be announced. 
Um, have you made any effort whatsoever to watch anything New Japan after you found out that Takagi Shingo became the third New Japan World Heavyweight Champion? No. And I'm sorry, but no. I'm not even making efforts to watch the American shit that I always supposed to watch. Even though it's on my telly. I wind up fucking not paying attention, looking at my phone, falling asleep, taking a nap while it's going on, going to the kitchen and cleaning up the kitchen or cooking dinner or something. Like, wrestling is it's just it's too much content, man. It's just too much. It's too much. And I wish that there was more hours of the day. Can you be more specific? Because New Japan's content isn't really a lot. I, I understand. But wrestling overall Your is diet. too much. Your diet it's of too wrestling. Much. Yeah, my diet the of wrestling is too much. The table's getting longer. Yes. And you're getting yes. fuller just looking at it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, want, I want the sushi, but I filled up in all the pizza and hot dogs and hamburgers. Mm. By the time I get to the small sushi part, it's good. But it's small on that buffet. By the time I get to that part, I'm running out of room, brother. <laughs> Ran out of room. Is there an hour a week from anything in your wrestling diet that you can say in front of that audience that you're willing to cut for a month just to watch New Japan? An hour. It doesn't have to be New Japan strong. It could be I could I could feed you the best of the best for that. One hour or 45 minutes. I'll see your hour and I'll give you three. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Fucking raw, dude. Mondays are... So can I put that down? Is that a verbal contract that from here till... We'll give it a test run. You got two weeks. From here to Money in the Bank, this Monday coming up and next Monday coming up, you will sign in with my username and password, and you will digest at least an hour a week of New Japan. No. God damn it. And here's why. Because it's... It doesn't matter why. There's just a little problem of the fact that I'm not the only person that gets TV time in the house. <laughs> There's only one TV in the house? There's two. The, the clip from Dynamite okay. that I showed you today, how'd yeah. you watch it? On your phone. Which, here. do you have a phone? Yes, I, it's yeah? right here. Yeah. Did, yeah. Are you able to watch videos yeah. on your yeah. phone? Yeah, I can watch. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. if somebody else has uh-huh. a TV, you, you, yeah. you okay. can't. No, can't. I get it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying on Mondays, on Mondays, Raw is playing on the TV. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. You got three different rooms in the house? Besides I mean, room? yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's other rooms. Yeah. There's other rooms. But, you know, yeah. I want to I'm be, trying. I'm trying to get it out of here. I want to be hanging hey, out. Somebody help me. I need to be hanging Is out. Is there either... Can, can you, can the you, people I live with. Can they, can they be outvoted? So if either one of your two roommates rolls the tide in your favor, I that mean, by default, for the next two weeks, house rules, fuck raw, we're, we're, we're getting sushi on the diet. <laughs> I mean, I can try. I'm pretty sure they're watching right now. Maybe they're not. They haven't said anything. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Monday is, is my toughest day at work, right? So mm. when I come home, I still have to cook dinner. Because I, I, there's two cooks in the house and the other cook can't cook on Mondays because they're working till 8. Ugh. So I have to, I, after my hardest day of work, which is our Mondays, I got to go home. I got to cook. After I'm done, I just want to fucking sit down. 
and just rest. Like, I don't... And so, what, if you watch it in either of the beds, you're falling asleep. Exactly. And whatever winds up on the TV... Whatever winds up on the TV is raw. Because the other person in the house puts on raw. Ugh. Right? So. Porsche! I, <laughs> but if this, One hour! If this is a challenge to watch that instead. DVR raw. Okay. One hour of the best New Japan has to offer. And then when it's over, you can fast forward to the part Brennan is in. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. And then y'all go to bed. Whichever bed. <laughs> One hour. I need that verification before we go off the air tonight, even if we got to stay awake for four hours. No, fuck that. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Here. This, now. This bullshit is making... Wrestling is making me fucking narcoleptic. <laughs> Seriously. I came this close from taking a nap at work today. <laughs> Oh shit, it got so bad I called in yesterday. I don't want to get out. This fucking memory foam mattress got the best of me. See, oh, and I nap during my lunch breaks too. You it's been know- raining every day and I just, I just... You want to know what my other problem is? I have been, bar- been, been, I have been partaking in the Japanese culture. But not with the Puru Wrestle. I started playing this game called uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh God... Damn, that game is good. Yeah, I've so, heard. You, oh, you've heard? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really fucking good game. Mm-hmm. So I've been staying up later than I probably should playing that game every night. So that's why I got these little bags under my eyes right now, you know? Because I'm obsessed with that fucking game. And I'm just waiting for wrestling to be over so I can play my game. But then that interferes I with I thought you were going to say Ghost of Tsushima because... Well, I don't have a PlayStation. I have an Xbox, and that's PlayStation exclusive. I heard that game's really, really good, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One hour! Oh, it's one hour. Mm-hmm. AW Dynamite. Okay. Road Ranger. Road Ranger. In Miami. Their first show back on the road since COVID. Uh huh. Almost sold out. Mm hmm. I think they've released seat, extra seats twice for this event that's coming up. Okay. Andrade El Idolo mm-hmm. against. Matt somebody because um, how does a Mexican pronounce Matt Seidel's last name Matt something you missed the promo from Andrade oh. so that, again you're like oh. you're sheets to the wind I thought you were trying to no. make that joke no he made like, it yeah. he made it a whole lot better than I could oh, okay okay Matt Seidel Andrade number oh oh, oh slippery Seidel yeah. um five Maybe it's because I didn't watch the promo. Maybe it's because I haven't been paying attention. I love Andrade, but Seidel hasn't done really anything at AEW. Seven, and mostly because I'm curious to see what the difference between Andrade in NXT and Um, Andrade in AEW. Okay. Because Andrade on main roster don't count. They water you down till till you taste the same like every other animal cracker. At least in NXT, he was the champ for a fucking reason. Yeah. And his English is getting better. Yeah. So I want to see what, what's, you know, when the Pritchard goes like, well, sometimes you just got to learn a new hold. Fresh paint of coat. You know, yeah. Something to make you stand out again. What's Andrade bringing to the table that's going to stand him out from everyone that he's in the roster with and every other iteration of himself? 
Mm. I obviously have a draw winning. Oh, yeah, That's me too. Matt Seidel is kind of jobber status in, in AEW. Santana, Ortiz, and Jake Hager. Six-man tag against FTR and Wardlow. That's another good promo from Jake Hager you missed. From all three of them that you missed. Oh, yeah? You, man, fuck it. Fuck Raw. You're watching last Wednesday's Dynamite. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of meat on that bone. Okay. Seven. 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 I'm also at a seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to get completely burnt out on Pinnacle versus uh, versus Inner Circle. And I'm not sure if it's this match, if it's if it's Road Rager. Um, but I, I might be getting close. Something's got to happen. You're not supposed to get burned out. You didn't get burned out with NWO versus WCW. You didn't get burned out with DX versus Nation Domination. You're not, nah, this is nothing. This is lightweight shit. You can hang this. Man up, man up. There's we got a, winning. There's a lot of fucking food at that buffet. <laughs> there's a lot of food at that buffet. Um, you already said you ain't going to the end of the table for that sushi, so you better yeah. man up with burger. All right, uh... Put some extra extra patties on it. I mean, there is Wardlow and fucking Hager in there, so that is some beef. beef. Um, <laughs> I don't know who who's gonna win this. To be honest, uh, what is the score between all of them? I, can you even keep score? I, I don't know. One and one. If we're talking big matches, so now we're breaking it down to the macro. Two yeah. to one. Two to one. MJF lost. Uh, beat fucking yeah. Sammy. Okay, so the Pinnacle will win this one. Okay. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander against yeah. the Bunny and the Blade. Oh. Intergender. Oh. Interesting. In the middle. Uh, I should be at like a five for this one, but on paper, just you telling me, uh, I'll, I'll be generous and give it a seven. I'm also at a seven. The Orange Bunny stuff has been going on for a while, long before they started putting this match together. Um, Statlander makes anything better. I love Chris Statlander. Yeah, maybe, and I think it's just I love her character and I love her looks. I think she's I in the ring. I think we've seen her do some little botches here and there. I'm curious to see, and I don't want to say this in a negative way. I'm curious to see what actual charisma Statlander has. She's not known for a promo, and she's pretty mute as a character, okay. other than. So what, like, if you were to ask, if somebody were to ask, what's a Chris Statlander? She's an alien. From another planet. Right. Okay. And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... It's a little flat. You need a little more. It's that's, a little that's, one-dimensional. That's, that's a, what, yeah, it's one-dimensional. You need yeah. a couple more colors in that Rubik's Cube to get... To, yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying it as a complaint, because I like her the way she is. Yeah. I want to fall for this woman. I want to yeah. be in love. I want to spend money to watch her wrestle. I want to spend yeah. money on her merch. Yeah. Give me something else. Okay. Give me more. Yeah. And to get, and for that opportunity, I've got the bunny and the blade winning this. The women are going to be involved in the pinfall. Cassidy's going to be he's going to go he's going to come out unscathed, which I don't mind. But I, more of this so that we could get some more layers out of Statlander and even to a lesser not to a lesser extent, but to a, a other side of the coin. Bunny's been there for a while and just, what is a bunny? Mm. Mm-hmm. We need to flesh some of these characters out. Butcher's injured, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He should be back soon. Uh, Cody Rhodes against QT Marshall in a South Beach strap match. 
man, I don't know if I want to give this a fucking nine or give it a two. Uh, <laughs> is QT the, the catalyst on this? Maybe. Okay, you know what? No. Start, For, okay. start, start with Cody. Are you tired of Cody? No, but I tell you what I am tired of. I'm tired of other people being tired of Cody. <laughs> you yeah. know? I, just, um, I hear that a lot. You know, yeah. Arnold used to say this a lot. Uh, Arnold's from Houston. Do not, do not mis mistake what I'm about to say. He is a Houston boy through and through, but he has said this before. It's not so much the Cowboys that he doesn't like. He doesn't like the Cowboys fans, right? Fucking Dallas Cowboys fans are fucking insufferable, right? So it's not so much the Cowboys. Okay, yeah, I can respect that. I can respect Zeke. Right, they're they're good athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm from Houston, so fuck Dallas. But at the end of the day, what's more annoying than the Cowboys are the, the fucking fans. fans. So I I kind of like Cody Rhodes. I like the fucking balls that he had going with the Bucks and with uh, um, Omega and making this new company. And you know what? Yeah. Cool. I kind of halfway expected him and the Bucks and Omega to be the fucking top dogs. Mm-hmm. For the the longest time, Bucks and Omega were not the top dogs. And that was a little bit of a criticism. Oh, when are we going to finally fucking get Omega? When are we going to get Omega? Omega needs to be world champion. Now he is. Now people are co- fucking complaining about him, right? But Cody, Cody's been the one that's like, okay, I'll be front and center. I'll win the TNT championship. I'll challenge for the, uh, the, the AEW title. I'll be putting over a uh, main event talent and I'll be in the main event. But, like, I felt like he did it. He he kept flirting with that line of being Jeff Jarrett and not being Jeff Jarrett. But I think people were being overly critical, fucking <laughs> analyzing. Anytime they get a, a small sniff oh, of maybe, oh, that might be a little bit Jarrett. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> like, okay, dude, it's his own fucking company. Of course he's going to put himself over at least once. Right? Who doesn't in their own company? We've had this conversation. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, let him have his you know his time. But no, dude, he's not Jared. So the people that are fucking hating and railing on him, I'm like, y'all need to calm the fuck down. It ain't as bad as y'all think it is. Lawler, Ganya, Jared. It, it happens. McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> he fought and beat God. <laughs> He booked himself he, no, he to te- beat God. He technically pinned Sean, but God would take the L just as bad. Well, yeah, yeah. the record books show. Yeah, the record books show. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that was one a, win for the devil. Yes. Sold the soul to the devil. So it's like, man, I, I'm, not, I'm not down with the Cody hate. Uh, and I kind of still like his in-ring style. And I, 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 I dig him. I really do. So that's not the part. And I think it might be QT. I'm not... I am going to follow your lead. Okay, please. I am already getting tired of people hating QT. I'm digging QT. I'm like, I'm liking this. Oh, yeah, your students are now my students, and I'm going to turn them into fucking stormtroopers instead of Jedi, you know? Oh, okay. And, and it's, I think it's working because I want to see more Camarado. I want to see more fucking... Uh, I take it back. I want to see more Camarado, and I want to see more of the boxer guy. A go-go. Oh, a go-go. Yeah. Solo. Uh, 
You so, know, you never gave me shit for that because that entire episode where I was like, who the fuck's Anthony Agogo, some white guy from Great Britain? He turns out not even being white and you never gave me shit for that. I wanted you to learn the hard way. I did learn the hard way. I'm like, so where's this, where's this British white guy named Agogo? That dude? That dude ain't white. Um, this, I felt so stupid. You're used to it. Um... <laughs> I think for the placement on the card that this storyline is on, mm-hmm. it's good. Okay. I could understand fans complaining if this was ending every fucking episode of Dynamite. It's okay. nowhere near it. Or opening every episode. Yeah, Remember not. when Triple H would open every fucking Raw and every fucking SmackDown with a 20-minute promo? Yeah. That's not what's happening here. I mean, we've Cody, had a dozen, Cody gets his time. We've had a dozen different people main event Dynamite in the past four weeks. Yeah. A dozen. Yeah. So where is all this fucking, like, hatred of either Cody or QT coming from? They're not the main event. This is partly why Cody didn't want to be in the main event. Yeah. And for the and hate it if you like. Cody did that open challenge, and we got a bunch of new guys. And Cody's now working with QT and more new guys. Cody was working with... with um, Haber, when he showed up, yeah, and he was new to that company, you know, he, why are y'all giving him shit? This y'all would be you either complain that they're not putting new people over, or they complain because they're putting pe- new people over. What the <laughs> fuck? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The worst fans, the worst, the biggest critics of wrestling will always be fans of wrestling yeah oh casuals won't give up won't break any yeah. kind of a sweat wrestling fans are really the worst we are the worst <laughs> and you got to keep that in context you are the worst star wars fans I am are worst. fickle as fuck they're racist they're sexist <laughs> they're ugly they're stupid they stink and somehow wrestling fans top that how how I don't know. How do you think we stop doing this weekly? Uh, I don't know. I, you might be giving Star Wars fans a little bit more credit. I don't know. Wrestling fans might be worse than Star Wars fans. I know. Wrestling fans are a lot worse. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. As shitty as Star Wars fans are, we are worse. Oh, I, that's what you meant by top yeah. them. I thought we you meant they were them. better. Okay. We still no, no, top They're worse. Them. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> I'm at a nine for this. What? A nine? Mostly for the botches. <laughs> God damn. Wrestling fans are the worst. <laughs> but I'm not saying it with a smile. And to top it all off, I got Marshall winning this. Okay. Keep this going. Why you not? know what? This is the match that Marshall's going to put Cody on the shelf so he can be a dad. Okay. Congrats. Pick, the baby pictures are out there. Yeah. Cute little mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Marshall's winning this. They're going to put Cody on ice for a bit. Okay. Um, the Young Bucks against Penta and Kingston for the tag titles. Six. That's mostly for the Bucks. Um, I really don't dig Kingston, and I don't know why we're wasting Penta in a tag match and teaming him with Kingston. I think Kingston teaming with Penta, teaming with fucking uh Pac. Teaming with um, uh, Ambrose, uh, Moxley, whatever you want to call him. Like, why does this motherfucker need to be a tag team and be everybody's best friend when he's supposed to be hard as fuck? 
You know, like he's everybody's buddy now. Like, like dude, let's let's do get him away from other people. He's you know? not everybody's buddy. Oh, he seems like he's only got three friends and tried to make it four with fucking Pack and Pack was like, nah, motherfucker. You see, and- overcritical wrestling fan <laughs> right there, right there. Wait. <laughs> Overcritical wrestling fan right there. <laughs> if you have any left to spare, Playboy. Nice. <laughs> one hour. Between the two of you girls can give him one hour of respite to watch some Japanese wrestling and maybe learn something to try on y'all later. Hi. Aziz? A-E-Z? Az? 903 says hi, guys. New, new name I haven't seen in the chat before. Sup? What up? Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm at an eight. It's the Young Bucks. Again, go watch Dynamite. The Young Bucks, they... <laughs> so Omega had the Lemmy uh, shaved, mm-hmm. but he mentioned the, a king in his segment, so I'm assuming he's trying to copy Triple H's look when he had the Lemmy. Okay, yeah. Um... One of the Bucks had the Steiner goatee, and then the other Bucks had, like, the Hogan Fu Manchu. Oh, my God. So. Oh, um, my God. The troll meter is off the charts with the Young Bucks. I'm going to eight. Um, the Bucks I, are winning still. Uh, yeah, the Bucks are winning. I still really, really like the Bucks. I do think that they are, uh, if not the top one of the top tag teams in the world. Um, so, yeah. that. <laughs> All the hate that that people are giving the books, because uh, now all of a sudden people are hating the books. They're hating Kenny and they're hating Cody. People have done been hating Cody for a while, but I still feel like it's unwarranted. The hate that that the books and Kenny are getting, I'm like, y'all are supposed to hate him. They're fucking heels. They're playing you like fiddles, you dumbasses. <laughs> so and they're doing a really good job playing you like fiddles. Yep, you dumbasses. <laughs> so yeah. I I think they're do they're great as heels and I I love that they're getting booed so much and you know what I'll even boo them too I'll get I'll get in my my four or five little boos and hisses why not I'll get my chuckles in um but I like it I like what they're doing I like the their in ring I think their matches are pretty I think that they have all kinds of flippy dippies that they could do and I like the flippy dippies I'm not ashamed to admit I like flippy dippies okay I like flippy dippies. I can appreciate psychology. It's not that either you have flippy dippies or psychology. No, you can have both. Some matches have more than the other, but that doesn't mean that one is mutually uh, exclusive uh, to ex- the other. Exclusive to success than the other, mm-hmm. right? So, fine. Y'all need to shut up. <laughs> Y'all being played. Y'all being worked. Dumbasses. <sighs> yep. People are gonna buy tickets just to boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the plan. <laughs> sure. It works. It works. <laughs> um, overall, this episode of Road Rager of Dynamite. I, I, I want to see it. I'll grab that hot dog off of the buffet. I'm at an eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh, I abandoned the one through ten, and now I'm just like, oh, what, what would I eat off you of this rank buffet? It, you're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there. MJF and Jericho are also going to square off face-to-face in the mm-hmm. ring to discuss the stipulations. For their impending match. I'm sure that's Which I think is going to be for Fight for the Fallen. It's going to be a very civil conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. Very civil. Uh, Fast forward to next week because we're not recording next week. Okay. Fighter Fest Night 1. Okay. In Austin. 
Mm-hmm. Almost sold out. For the FTW title, mm-hmm. the machine, Brian Cage, mm-hmm. defends against absolute Ricky Starks. Man, uh, this is surprisingly they've taken their time with this. Uh, Not necessarily by choice. Why? Because Starks was hurt for his neck. So he had to be oh, on the shelf. Oh, okay. But okay. You, but to that extent, they've still been really slow burning mm-hmm. the whole FTR family stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. FTW. I, I kind of dig it. I dig it. Number? The seven. Eight. 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 I want to see I want to see what Ricky could do in a very high-profile match. And him versus Brian, uh, I think this is going to be good. The storyline so far has done a good job of making me care about four of the five people in that group. And I didn't even think it'd get that far. And the fact that we're getting the return of Ricky Starks, I am giving them an optimistic. Ten. Ten. Really? The, sto- the story's been slow wow. burn. Yeah. Okay. I, not, for everything in Dynamite that's boom, 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 boom. This has been chill. It's been taking its time. It's it's feeding you droplets every week. You know, it's sometimes it's just those 30-second, 90-second promos backstage with Taz and the group. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all you need. You don't need to have them wrestle every week, all of them, you know. Um, eventually, the kid's going to have to get some reps in. Hook, that's the one that need, I need a little more yeah. of him. But um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Brian Cage being the guy tr- becoming the first face out of this whole thing. But Ricky Starks is going to be able to carry that, um, and Taz has been has always been a, uh, since Taz is only right now on the stick, building these promos, and him being experienced at being on commentary, he's going to be the driving force to keep the sto- keep meat on the hook yeah. story wise to keep me invested. So that's why I'm, I'm giving a, a lot, not a lot, but I'm giving a little bit of benefit of the doubt so far up to this point. Yeah. And a part of me just wants to see Ricky back because when I'm seeing guys like Jungle Boy, MJF, and Sammy Guevara getting over as like the next generation, even though MJF's promo, again, you need to watch this last Dynamite. MJF sold that very well. Ricky Starks has been out on the on the in the shadows, yeah. even though we've seen enough of him to know that he's just as worthy of being one of those young pillars in that in that yeah. company for the next five or six years at least, I'm hoping he gets the shine here. I'm, you know what? Depending on what else they announce for this card, I'm hoping they main event this show. Ooh, okay. And and uh, I I would expect AEW to do it because, like I said a few minutes ago, there's been at least a half dozen people or a dozen different people that have main evented Dynamite in the last four weeks. They're not afraid of throwing something on the wall to see if it sticks. Yeah. So I'm I'm. I'm ready for it. And I've got Starks taking the title. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Cage will keep it. You think Cage will keep I think, it? I think Cage will keep it. I think that's going to be one of those titles like the million dollar title that you just don't want to keep passing it around. It's going to be somebody's title since it's an unsanctioned title. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd be pleasantly surprised if, if Starks kept it or won it. Um, Robert in the live chat. What's up, Robert? Thank you for joining us. He says, I'm becoming a powerhouse Hobbs fan. His match against the Hangman uh, really got my intention. Yep. Hangman needs to stay away from, like, metal. Because he's, <laughs> he's been busted open the last, like, three matches he's had. Oh. 
um, that match with Powerhouse, he ate that turnbuckle. He ate like the camera that's on top of the turnbuckle and oh. got and got colored the 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 hard way. Damn. <laughs> but Powerhouse, yeah, he's coming around, and I don't and and I don't want to not sound like an ass when I say this. He's filling the void that Keith Lee would be filling right now if he were still wrestling. Mm. If Keith Lee were around, I'd be like, Powerhouse, nah, I've already seen it. It's been done. But I haven't had Keith on television, and Powerhouse is sticking to what a typical big man would do. Again, not a dig to Keith Lee either. I like that he's limitless. But sometimes having limits is good if you're accentuating those as positives. Okay. And, and he, whatever the, the stuff that Hobbs is doing might not be a lot, but damn, he's doing it good. And he's coming up with some facials on these promos lately that are like, I'm kind of getting scared of this guy. <laughs> that's kind of the vibe you want to get from one of the bigger guys on your roster. Yeah. You know, it's fucking Jake Hager, Wardlow, uh, Murderhawk, and then Powerhouse. Those are probably your four biggest guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So come across as a big guy. And he's, he's big been, show. If you want to throw big show in there. <laughs> Then yeah, then we're throwing in Mark Henry, and then we're just giving yeah. up. So, but yeah, powerhouse. There's a lot of potential powerhouse too. Okay. Um, he could probably be two of the fucking pillars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you uh, talk about his third pillar. Hey, hey. easy, big fella. <laughs> easy. Um, this might be premature because they haven't announced all the matches for uh, night one, but they've been teasing it for a while. So I'm gonna just throw it out here now. We could always revisit it in the next in the next episode. Ethan Page against Darby Allen in a coffin match. Mm-hmm. Give me a number. Um, eight. If it gets built a little bit more, there's room to bump it up to a nine or a ten. I'm, I think I'm going to follow your lead. Okay. And that's knowing that I know some of their history. You know, the episode of The Wrestlers where they did the special on Evolve. We know that Darby Allen and fucking Ethan Page killed each other. To death. They're, they're dead. Yeah, they're both dead. Yeah. These are like 3D holograms of what, of what they used to be. You know, Darby's probably going to die again in this new Jackass movie that he signed up for. Yeah. Um, so there's history there. But in the world of AEW, it needs a little bit more. So okay. if, they, if they push this, because Fighter Fest is two nights. The first night's in Austin. Mm-hmm. And then the second night is going to be in Dallas. And we're going to be uh, talking about that when we predict uh, Money in the Bank. Okay. Two um, weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. And then the week after that in Charlotte is Fight for the Fallen. Okay. So it might be pushed to either one of those two. So if it's if it, it if it gets pushed to Fight for the Fallen where they have enough time, I would probably mark this down as a damn ten. Oh, okay. I just the, the only re, the only defense I have for it is name me a bad Darby match. <laughs> Can you? No. Yeah, so it's even if it's with somebody that you might not think can carry it, Darby can carry it for both of them. So that's it for now. That's uh, that's everything. Okay. Miami, Austin, fucking Philly. Um, and then the next time we come back, we're going to be previewing possibly SmackDown. Okay. Right here in Houston. Yeah. Then Money in the Bank in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And then AEW in Dallas and in Charlotte, depending what the matches are announced. Yeah. And depending who else shows up. So we can make mm-hmm. fun of them for not showing up today. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
so I, I kind of mentioned at the very beginning of the show on on our first part before our computer crapped out on us uh, when we were talking about uh, about Adrian that um, I just kind of mentioned it in passing, but you know usually the end of the shows where we we talk about the local Houston stuff. So I, I want to throw this out here. Yes, as mentioned previously, your boy uh, myself is now the. Uh, ring announcer for UPW, Undisputed Pro Wrestling. They uh, normally run in Baycliff and or Santa Fe. Their next show will be uh, the 17th of this month, 17th of July, in Santa Fe. Um, on a Saturday. Yes, on a Saturday. Squeezed in all that WWE in Texas. Right, yeah. So uh, come on out. Um, what had happened was uh, their ring announcer, uh, Chevy, um, he got kind of involved with a manager who was a manager of, uh, one of the stables there. Uh, his name is, uh, Johnny Blade. Uh, he kind of got involved with Johnny Blade and, uh, basically cost Johnny Blade, even though he's a manager, um, uh, getting eliminated in a battle royal, right? Um, <laughs> which nobody expected him to win anyway, because Johnny Blade is old and out of shape and all that, you know, he's just a manager, but Johnny Blade kept uh, blaming Chevy for it and then uh, was insisting that Chevy would be, like, uh, fired or something. So um, owner of the company, Bart Harris, said, you know what, come the um, come the uh, next show, we're going to address the situation and we need to install a little bit of law and order. We also need, a, you know, a commissioner, so we'll handle all of this, you know, housekeeping business. Um, so... Chevy opens the show like normal, you know, like a good ring announcer, MC hype man does. And um, then out comes Johnny Blades like, look, we need to get down to business. I am demanding that you're fired and that you're relieved of your position as a ring announcer. Bart Harris comes out. Bart says, yeah, you know what? We are going to relieve you of your position of ring announcer. But we also have to fill the position for some law and authority around here for being commissioner. Guess who our new commissioner is? Chevy. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell. So, yes, Chevy Chavaria is now the new commissioner at uh, UPW. That means that they needed a spot for a new ring announcer, and that would be me. So, I had a really, really great time. My first time there at UPW ring announcing that event. It was awesome. It was hot. Um, both the uh, temperature wise and the fact that you know the crowd was very reactive uh so it it was really really awesome really good uh uh, environment uh they put on a hell of a show and they have some great wrestlers out there so uh our next one's going to be the 17th now that's awesome and a little unfortunate because the other promotion that you guys may know me from which is dzw just so happens to be running on the same night also july the 17th uh that kind of you know sucks that there's a conflict there of uh scheduling uh it appears as though i'm going to be uh uh ring announcing for upw and not dzw this weekend but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go uh dzw has found a new home at least for the summer where they have air conditioning where at the church yeah, the church. The Katie <laughs> Boxing Club did not have air conditioning. So they kicked you out of the church, eh? I, well. <laughs> I, I could have told you that. Why do you mean, think I never went? I didn't get kicked out of the church. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The donations weren't cutting it then. Yeah, yeah. 
but um yeah hopefully the next uh the next month after that we won't have that uh conflict of times i'll be able to be both in uh be at both and take my spot back again there at a dzw so uh of course card subject to change right now it looks like we're going more towards upw that i'll be there but it really just depends on all the scheduling stuff between the two companies which are friendly with each other upw and dzw are friendly with each other so it's fine they'll, they'll figure it out uh but most likely i'll be over there if I were to put you on the spot. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't like where this is going if already. If we're going to end it on a high. Yes. If we're doing this. Do that brother love cosplay. Robert says that. If we're doing this for Adrian. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that the two of us and anybody that wants to tang along that was former PWA family go to a ROW show? Oh, I, they have to, you would think mm-hmm. there would be some kind of tribute for him in this next article. You would show. think, yeah, that would probably be a good idea. I would hope that they would want to do that, at least mention it. I obviously don't something. know I obviously don't know this guy enough to warrant an invitation or entryway to this guy's funeral. Oh, of course, yeah, of course not. But if that's a thing that were to happen at ROW, yes. What are the odds if we get a date for the next ROW show that we go? You know what? Yeah, I, I'd be down. It's been a while since I've been out to, to ROW. Uh, the last time they had a show, it was just a couple of weekends ago. They actually had a wrestling show at the stadium where the Skeeters play. Yeah, they were po- it was uh, post-game matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a complete show, but it might have just been an exhibition of a couple yeah, of matches. Yeah, probably a couple of matches because yeah. it was after the baseball game had wrapped up, right? Yeah. But they... Had a fucking wrestling match, at least at least one match, yeah. at a baseball stadium that was, you know, fairly, fairly, uh, uh, I don't want to say sold out, but there was a lot of people there. Because, yeah. you know, it, it's minor league baseball, so it's never like, oh my god, completely mm-hmm. sold out. But there's always a decent crowd there, so it, it, the pictures looked great. <laughs> and by now, way. with the COVID restrictions being uplifted, you would think they're not going to have any more shows in the parking lot surrounded by everybody's cars honking and everything. Yeah. You would think by now they'd start having yeah. taping episodes inside in the in the studio. I think, and if Porsche's in the live chat, which I don't think she is because she never responded to the three-hour thing, but if she is in the live chat, uh, I think that they're doing another all-women's wrestling show in the near future too, but I could... Oh, that Diamond Show! Yeah, I could be wrong. Oh, that we, may have already passed. We missed Hian's debut in AEW Dark. That happened on Tuesday. Oh, that's right. That happened yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, she, she, she died, didn't she? I don't know. Gracie Garcia, is she a ROW alum? Uh, Does that name sound familiar? Kind of familiar. I don't know. Because she wrestled on, in Ring Are, of Honor. Are you talking about Alex Garcia? I think so, yeah. Alice Garcia was ROW, I believe. I think she wrestled in for ROW uh, for Ring of Honor. Okay, for Women's Wednesday. I okay, think. okay, cool. Yeah. Damn, we need to go back and watch. See, there's oh, I know what you mean. The buffet line. Yeah. Yep. There's just too much shit. There's on a that lot. Line. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about more of it in two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> All right. Until then, guys. Thank you for joining us in the live chat. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. And I hope Adrian liked that one. I hope so. I told you, man. We have better episodes coming up.
All right, let's see. Let's go to go to my channel. And the road becomes my bride. I am stripped of all but pride. So in her I do confide. But she keeps me satisfied. Gives me all I need. Hector says, I am in Tennessee. Okay, so I guess he's not going to be on the show tonight after we already decided to go live. I know, right? <laughs> hey, is Hector alive? Is he going to come one of these days? I'm in Tennessee. You mean Memphis, Tennessee? <laughs> ah. It's Andy Kaufman promos, man. Mm-hmm. You want to see Andy Kaufman again, eh? You got a flashlight and a shovel? That's my name. Oh, man. What are we going to talk about tonight? What are we previewing? AEW. Okay. MLW. MLW. Uh, NXT. impact I'm not sure I know there's a lot on this list oh New Japan yeah so Hector's visit won't be in vain see we stopped talking about Japan so Hector like two guys like nah I don't think I'm gonna show up anymore yeah I know, we went right? through all this effort just to go live again and Hector's like nah fuck y'all I'm gonna go to town sleep we gotta we gotta make a pack table from here on out. Oh, yeah, what's the pack? Any episode of Hector's on live, we don't talk shit about Japan. <laughs> and he'll like it. Yeah, that's what he gets. All right. You yeah. ready? Sure. <laughs> 